Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You know how we communicate matters, especially when it comes to very contentious issues. So if you think you've looked at all the angles and all the ways to talk about the pandemic, vaccines, masks, kids in school, first responders, let's get past the headline a little bit and start talking to each other just a little bit different. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So the thing that is always interesting for me is how we communicate things and how we attempt to have influence and influence the behavior of others. As we know, bashing people over the head with behavior never works. Uh, No one that I know has ever been nagged to uh, superior performance. And so we want to go through today in these first two segments of the show and listen to some different leaders having conversations about where we are in the pandemic, what needs to happen next. And sometimes they do it well and sometimes they do not. And we need to look at all of that and look at how, most importantly, we look in the mirror and how we look at one another when it comes to interacting and getting to the right behavior that's going to help us as we move through the pandemic. So yesterday, of course, uh, Governor Spencer Cox uh, expressed a a number of things in his press conference, again, many of them uh, on point, on target. And there were times where clearly he has become frustrated uh, with some of the people in the process. And so let's take a listen to what the, the governor had to say yesterday. I'm grateful that there are people who are willing to sacrifice and wear masks again to protect the unvaccinated. I gotta be honest with you, I don't know if I'm one of those people. I'm really tired, I'm really done with it. Not real excited to have to sacrifice um, to protect someone who doesn't seem to care. So the only caution I have in that space is assigning the motives of others uh, in terms of their behavior. Uh, Some people, of course, have not been vaccinated for health reasons. Uh, We know people who are in the middle of receiving chemotherapy or other treatments or have other uh, issues that would prevent them from, from getting the vaccine. And so we have to be careful. Blanket statements, uh, you always have to be careful with sweeping generalities. That's I always tell people that is a big red flag. If you hear a bunch of sweeping generalities uh, at a press conference or a political rally, 
that should send up your spidey sense uh, because they're probably missing some of the point. Uh, we're talking more about what the governor said and some of the important things that he said that we should look to and listen to as we go through, not in a conspiratorial kind of way or that there's some uh, you know big conspiracy on the horizon that's coming. Uh, so we have to get past a lot of that stuff as well. But we also have to separate uh, this contempt for people we disagree with, people who behave differently. And one of the great examples coming out of yesterday uh, was Dr. Todd Vento from Intermountain Healthcare uh, during a, a different press conference uh, that they held yesterday. And he dispelled some of the myths uh, in terms of maybe some of the people that you might disagree with. It's not that everyone is sort of this ardent, all the way to one side, anti-vaccination. It's really not that. We have good data on national surveys that show that individuals would accept a national vaccine mandate, even by the federal government, even by civic authorities, uh, because there's willingness to have that. But I think what happens is, is there's so much information circulating that there's a lot of misinformation. So not just the, I don't know the long-term effects, which is certainly a concern, uh, but is it going to make me you know, infertile or um, you know, some of the other sort of more outrageous um, each of us individually to get as much information as we can to get really at the, the information that is from the studies. And the studies show that these vaccines are very safe and very effective. And the rushing part is another thing that people say, well, it was rushed. And the reality is it really wasn't rushed in terms of the science that was done as much as the authorization and the release of it to the public in a public health emergency. And this is what happens, you know, we think about what happened last February and March. We, we would have clamored like drastically to have a vaccine at our disposal and yet we didn't get it. So now we have it and I understand that people have to make their own decisions, but I would encourage folks to ask their doctors, physicians, care providers, talk to others who've, who've maybe read more about it uh, and actually have had it and ask them for their experience. And then look at a variety of sources, in particular uh, medical authority sources to get your actual data. I think one of the most important things that uh, Dr. Vento mentioned in that clip there is uh, that while the approval process was expedited and accelerated, the science behind it, uh, they have been working on for years, years and years. Uh, and so that part of it was not rushed. The, uh, the final approval process, uh, they did cut a lot of the red tape and get a lot of the regulatory barriers uh uh, relaxed, uh, which actually is not a bad model for a lot of things when it comes uh, to this. The regulatory regimes uh, and the power of that branch of government uh, has uh, has got to be pared back and, and streamlined and become more transparent. I think that's the other issue here is that with in a the face of a lack of transparency, suspicion always goes up. Of course it does. Uh, worry goes up. Of course it does. And those are all very, very natural things. Uh, I want to continue on uh, with uh, with Dr. Vento uh, from Intermountain Healthcare during this uh, press conference they held yesterday uh, on uh, the importance of looking at strategies to fight the virus and not looking at it as this either or. Remember, there's this power in this lovely word we call and. The vaccination ultimately is, you know, this concept. It is in the spirit of a way out of this, but it doesn't take the place of of common sense. And it doesn't play, take the place of masks and social distancing. And we still have to do those. And, and we have to do those even more now because we've got a much more aggressive virus that goes between people much more easily. And masks do work to prevent that. So I think one thing I would 
I think is important for folks to remember is we don't do the either or. We, we like to do that. It's like, is it this or is it this? Is it this or is it this? Can I do this? Will this happen to me or will this? And the answer is, it's not either or, it's and. Yes, vaccines work to prevent severe illness. They weren't marketed or uh, released for authorization to prevent infection per se, although there is data, there are data that suggests that it does prevent infection, but obviously not at the level that it prevents severe uh, disease and hospitalization. Therefore, it is important to wear masks, meaning and. We need vaccinations and we need masks and we need social distancing and we need common sense to not gather, particularly indoors in large numbers. And then finally, Dr. Vento uh, really talked about this in an interesting way in terms of just using all the tools in the tool belt, <laughs> all the tools in the toolbox to take on the pandemic, not just one thing, uh, as a lot of people are framing it. Anyone who talks about vaccines are better than masks or masks are better than vaccine, they're missing the point. We have a toolbox of a bunch of tools. Let's use every single tool in that toolbox. Let's not just take out the screwdriver if we can use all of them in many different ways. I really think it's critical that people not forget about the measures that work. Don't, we don't want to wish our way out of this or hope our way to the finish line. We want to do the things, do the work that gets us to the finish line, and then we can actually celebrate, be proud, uh, think of what we did together. And I love the fact that, we, that it was stated earlier uh, that we have a common enemy. That's the only enemy we need to fight, the virus. And we know how to do that with every tool in our toolbox. So to me, the real path forward is about and. It's using, as the, the doctor said, all the tools in the toolbox. And while hope is important, hope is not a strategy. And so let's think strategically. Let's get past either or. Let's get past the polarization of all of this. And let's look at and. I think there's power in that. I think there's change in that. I think there are solutions in that. And we're going to continue to talk about this. We're going to stay with the question just a little bit longer right here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.